Well, we've been looking at this term is authentic church, and there have been different aspects of what makes church authentic that we've been looking at each week. And um, can anyone remember what Charlie talked about last week? She spoke about intimacy, yes. and she spoke about um, like it, like um, it's important to have an intimate relationship with God. Like it's important to get close with God, and also to like um, build your friendships as well. Yeah. Like work on your friendships, and yeah, basically. Great. She said, pick your moment, I think, rather than that he never wants you to be in a relationship. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, well remembered. Um, and this is, of course, a new week, which means we're looking at a new topic. And the question that we're going to look at tonight is, what is real family? And um, it's quite incredible, actually, the way God works, because... A well, a fair bit of what I want to say has actually been said by other people already tonight, so uh, do apologise if I repeat things that you've already heard, but it's probably just because they're really important and so are worth saying more than once. And um, so I've thought a little bit about um, what real family kind of means and I was going to ask you all to kind of have a go yourself, but we're running out of time, so sorry about that. But um, <laughs> uh, what I think it means is um, family is the group of people who live uh, with and love each other through the ups and downs of life, right? And um, if you remember how Charlie defined intimacy last night... That's actually quite similar to what I've just said. So another way you could think about it is that your family is those who you are called to be intimate with, right? But the real question is not just who do we do family with already, but who should we do family with? And this is really like um, harking back to what Hattie and Artie were talking about now. So um, I'm going to look a bit quickly at what Jesus says about that and um, depending on time I might talk a little bit about my journey in um, learning a bit about these things as well and then um, we're going to finish off with asking you guys what you think we can do to make sure that um, rather than just talking about being family we can actually be real family both here in Impact, which is part of King's Church, but also more widely as well. So uh, that's where we're going with this. So what does Jesus say about who we should consider family? Is it just our relations? Or perhaps we should include our close friends as well? Well, there was this one occasion where he was hanging out with his disciples, a bit like we are now. He was having a chat with them. And, um, well, I was putting myself in Jesus' place there. Which, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a whole comparison. 
I can point to him though, rather than uh, I'm not actually him. But anyway, um, his relatives were getting a bit upset about what was going on. And they wanted him to come home with them and stop being the Messiah before things got a bit out of hand and someone killed him or, or worse, you know. So they were, they were getting really worried about the direction things were going in. And in the Middle East, even more than um, in this country, both in Jesus' time and now, there's even more emphasis put on ties with your blood relatives than there are, than we have. So by all rights, Jesus should have immediately gone, oh my gosh, my family need me, I have to run out and talk to them right now. But um, listen to what actually happened. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mothers and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mothers, here are my mother and brothers. <laughs> he doesn't specify. <laughs> Peter, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. And what Jesus is doing there is just basically exploding our view of who we should focus on in terms of time and attention, who we should love and support through life's ups and downs who we should be intimate with, away from just blood relatives and others who we get on well with, to everyone who loves God. And even those who don't yet as well as we've been talking about this evening. That is basically the whole church, right? So um, this is why we call our fellow Christians brothers and sisters, because when we choose to follow Jesus, we are adopted into God's epoch-spanning, which means throughout time, and world-covering family. And that means we need to love and respect all of our spiritual brothers and sisters and mums and dads, just like we should our earthly ones as well. So this is... A question I am going to ask you. Is anyone at church on Sunday? A few of us. Can anyone remember something that happened or was mentioned at church, which is a good example of um, like real family loving each other and living through stuff together? I don't want good Quinty, so if anyone else can... <laughs> They were I don't involved. Know if I was there. Kevin. You were. I was. I was like an hour late. So just tell. Like just say fun. something, and it it will probably be right because lots of stuff happened. <laughs> so. Um, I was studying. So. Um. Did, no. the, the talk was about children, and they're part of the family. <laughs> yes. Oh, how we should <laughs> run to Jesus <laughs> like <laughs> children. Uh, yeah. See. But I'm actually not talking about the talk for once. Uh, oh, are we not talking? I was talking about the talk. Okay. Think about the right. Oh, yeah. Thinking about the testament. Oh! Was somebody <laughs> playing a game with his 
children, possibly. No, that was part of the talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, come on then, Quince, tell us what the answer is. Christian Wayela, you may know from church, he stood up and talked about how they uh, had to move out of their rented accommodation and uh, they were going to be homeless, basically, and happily had to find somewhere. And then he... That's right, yeah. He expressed the need, basically, to some people in the church, including Tim and Kevin. And Kevin said, come and stay at our house. We've got loads of room. You can come and move in. And they went to look around, and then ultimately um, they got a call from the estate agent, having looked around and thought, yep, we'll move to Kevin's house. And the estate agent said, you don't need to move. You can have another week where you are. Um, and eventually they did move, and those people around the church helped them, obviously gave them a welcoming gift to their new home and, and so on. And it was just really loads of great acts of uh, love and service from the church family. Yeah. That's very good. That was it. It was really good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so that is a real and like recent practical example of people in our church living life together whilst loving and supporting each other through all the ups and the downs. And that is exactly what Jesus was saying when he called the disciples his family <clears throat> now if we are called to join in with our church family what does this mean for us practically how can we live in real family relationships with our church brothers and sisters well I don't want to tell you a whole bunch of ways because actually I think for every single one of us it's going to look really different because God gives each of us different gifts, different skills, different like personalities and so on. So the way, the actual ways that each one of us will love and um, go through life with our brothers and sisters is going to look different, right? So if I told you what I have done and expected all of you to do the same, that would be really bad. Um, so rather than trying to do that instead i've got just a couple of um principles i suppose which i think do like help all of us to understand this a little bit more and but then really it is down to us like individually and as a group as well to think about what what does that actually how do i actually do that in my own life okay so or how do we do it as a group? So the two things that I think apply to everyone are, firstly, that um, family means loving people who aren't like you. And we've already talked about that a lot already tonight, so that's really good. And family means acting, not just saying. So why does being in family in a church require us to love and support others who aren't like us well Paul says when he's talking about the church family in 1 Corinthians this just as a body though one has many parts but all its many parts form one body so it is with Christ for we are baptized by one spirit so as to form one body whether Jews or Gentiles slave or free and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. The eye cannot say to the hand, 
I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. So what Paul is saying is that whilst we are all different, we as Christians have been joined together in one body or family by Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And this means that we're inseparably linked. Where one of us does well, we all do well with them. And when one of us is suffering or not doing so well, we all do badly with them. And so actually, it's in all of our best interests to live as family, to support each other, no matter what part we or they, the others play in that family. And now I'd just like to point out, and again, this has probably already been covered tonight, you don't have to be best mates with everyone in the church. This doesn't mean we've all got to be like, pretend that we love each other in, in forced grin kind of way. That, that's not what I'm getting at. It's okay to find some people annoying. It's okay to find other people easier to get on with. That's just the way God has made us. But what it does mean is that we shouldn't let those differences, like we shouldn't let finding someone annoying stop us from lo loving them and serving them and blessing them and supporting them through life's up and downs. So on to the next thing. Why does being a real family in church require us to actively love and support others? Well, in the Bible, James, who was Jesus's younger brother, says this. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself is not, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Wow. James doesn't pull his punches in that bit. He's basically saying that if all you do is say you're part of the church family without showing it in some practical way, then he wonders if you even believe that Jesus has saved you at all. And I just want to say that I don't think that means that if there's one incident where you don't um, practically love and support someone, 
that that means you're not Christian, but he's more saying it's about the consistency of what you do and your direction of travel as well. So but if you consistently all talk and no action, or if you're not even moving towards loving people practically, then you've got to ask some serious questions about what you truly believe. I was going to share a bit about my journey with getting to grips with all of these kind of things, but we don't really have time for that, so I'm sorry. Maybe there'll be an opportunity another time. But um, basically, in summary, my point was, I have really struggled with this stuff, um, but God has been helping me with it, and part of it has been making me hang out with you guys who... And you have actually been teaching me a lot about loving other people in the church, so thank you. Um, well, I'm still not perfect at um, doing this, but as I said, the important thing is like moving in the right direction, in the direction that Jesus has pointed us in. And um, so hopefully um, we are all doing that already, and tonight we'll be... Um, yeah, just another kind of part of that. So, um, what we are going to do is some brainstorming of how we can make being a family not just words, but um, actually actions as well. So um, I'm going to give you two minutes to think and pray about that for yourself and then we're just going to have a quick chat about it um, at the end before we wrap up. Okay? So um, 